Well, well, well. Welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. We're talking about waiver wires going into week seven. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Can you believe we're already one-third through the fantasy football NFL season? It's it's absolutely wild. And um, listen, it's been a little bit crazy. And going into next week, it's going to be even crazier because, yes, bye weeks have started. But we have some pretty impactful, let's call it, fantasy football teams on bye next week. We're going to talk about it. How are you going to get through the bye weeks? And it's going to be challenging, man. It's going to be very, very challenging simply because right now there definitely isn't the sizzle that we saw in the waiver wire last week. And oh my, like, can we just, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kenneth Walker show that's what this should be this should just be a celebration show about ken walker it wasn't looking good so let me just say for those of you out there that are doubters for some of these rookies who have yet to break out some of the guys that you might have been higher on in the offseason just be patient give these guys some time give these guys some time but let's just talk about some of the brass tacks going into week seven let's talk about the teams and bye weeks okay buffalo bills yes those Buffalo Bills are going to be on by this week. The Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, that's going to be a problem. The Philadelphia Eagles, they are also going to be on a bye. And of course, the Los Angeles Rams. So I will say some of the players we're going to be talking about on today's show are on by this week. So when I get to those players, I'll mention and remind you they're on by, but it's worth noting that sometimes these players are worth getting because they may be rostered, but they may have been dropped as people try to manage their bye weeks and their injuries. So speaking of injuries, James Conner still didn't play. You know, Benjamin got banged up, but it sounds like he's going to be back for next week. So there's not really uh, an opportunity there. Dalton Schultz, once again, was a late ad. I don't know if he burned you guys, but he definitely burned me in one of my leagues and it ended up costing me the week. So thank you, Dalton Schultz. And thank you, Dallas Cowboys for letting us know. Um, it was on Saturday. He apparently retweaked his ankle, which they don't have to report that because final uh, injury reports are out on Friday. And so then he was a healthy sc- or a scratch. So that kind of sucked. J.K. Dobbins, he missed a part of the, the game because of tightness in the same leg where he had the ACL surgery. So we'll talk about that impact. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Okay, this looked bad. When we first heard the news, and I, I should say I'm recording this on the evening of Monday, October 17th. As we speak, the Monday night game is going on. I don't know what's happening in that game. It's Denver versus the Chargers. I have no idea what's happening, but um, yeah. Anyways, Marquise Brown is only going to miss four to six weeks, it looks like, or upwards of six weeks. So it wasn't as bad as what we initially thought of the season-ending injury. Of course, the Cardinals went on and got Robbie Anderson today. Randall Cobb injured, had the ankle injury. Honestly, not really a huge impact for fantasy football, but he was getting targets from Aaron Rodgers because he's old, he's curmudgeonly, and he likes his players. So Randall Cobb, he's going to be missing some time. Kenny Pickett. Yes, the rookie Kenny Pickett. He got knocked out of the game because of a concussion. We don't know if Mitchell Trubisky is going to start next week, but... We've seen it already that the NFL is taking extra precaution after that whole debacle with Tua Tagovailoa. I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny Pickett misses next week. And then, oh man, scary injury from Cameron Brait. 
had to be taken off the field in a stretcher. It sounds like it's not as bad. The x-rays came back negative. It was neck, but uh, we're going to talk about those implications as well. So those are the major hitters for the injuries this week. And as we'll go through with some of these players, as we talk about the different positions, again, there's no sizzle to top. So most of these players are going to be bench stashes or one week starter type players, but let's just get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's talk about the running back position. So the guy at the top of my list, and I don't take any comfort in saying this, but Kenyon Drake of the Baltimore Ravens, he's 8% rostered. I'm going to suggest 3% of your fab. Okay. 3% for my top running back ad. That just tells you a little, all you need to know about this week, but 58% of carries after J.K. Dobbins left. And listen, I get the feeling, and what it sounds like is they're just going to try to ease J.K. Dobbins into a full role. I'm very curious to see, I mean, because we know how the NFL season goes, right? No player actually heals through the NFL season. So I'm very curious to see if it's just a full-on timeshare and you can't start any of these players. But we chase the fantasy points, and Kenyon Drake has an opportunity in a they're a good offense and just can't hold on to a lead type offense. But Kenyon Drake, 3%, not a lot of sizzle. If you want a little bit more sizzle, every single week I'm going to be talking about Rashad White. He's still only owned in, or managed, excuse me, in 48% of leagues. Again, 3%, a couple bucks in your fab. You need to be aware that Rashad White is he's a solid player. But he, once again, is not getting the usage. So... I would say be cautious. Be cautious with Rashad White. If you need to drop him for bye weeks, you can definitely do that. Until there's an injury or if there's an injury to um, to Leonard Fournette, Rashad White's not going to have much usage, but be aware, okay? Another little rookie with some sizzle, James Cook. Okay, he had zero sizzle this week. Um, Zach Moss was a healthy scratch. We know this. And... Um, James Cook was active. Hey, hallelujah, right? We were super high on James Cook. Um, I've been scolded on Twitter constantly for being so high on James Cook, but Devin Singletary still dominated touches with 80, 86% of snaps. James Cook was right around 13, 14%. He was an amazing college prospect. He was on Georgia. He won the national championship with them, but you get the vibe with the Buffalo Bills, that is a trust factor. Now, again, Buffalo is going to be on bye week. So it's interesting that they would play James Cook the week before the bye week. So just keep in mind, pound for pound, you talk about James Cook isn't going to be a workhorse. But when you look at the size and weight of Devin Singletary, they're almost identical between him and James Cook. The big difference is James Cook is significantly more athletic. So... The Bills would be in a good interest to continue to give James Cook more usage so that in the event of a Devin Singletary injury, they're not going to be completely hooped at the running back position. They can plug and play James Cook, and I guarantee you, if that happens, James Cook is not going to relinquish the opportunity, and James Cook is going to be the lead back in that offense. He's a bench stash. It's going to be tough. I get it because it's bye weeks. Buffalo's on the bye, but if you can fit it in, Great stash. Okay. Dion Jackson. Action Jackson. Okay. Obviously, with Jonathan Taylor in the mix, Dion Jackson's 
likely not going to be that startable. Okay. Um, he's currently rostered in 51% of leagues. I would bet after this week, especially if, if news comes out that JT is indeed going to return because it sounded like he was close to returning this week, which just, by the way, the fact that he, they played Thursday night last week, which is such BS that he had a quote chance to play. He doesn't miss two weeks. if He had a quote chance to play. So just remember this coach is live. Anyways, I would bet, or I would bid a couple bucks on Deion Jackson. Now, again, we don't know his usage, but here's the thing. So this week, he looked very, very good. If you played him in DFS, congratulations. On the ground, he had 12 attempts, 42 yards, and the touchdown. But here's the thing. In your PPR leagues or your .5 PPR leagues, he went 10 for 10 for 79 yards through the air. If Naeem Hines, which had a brutal concussion last week, continues to miss time, I would not be surprised if the Colts use Deion Jackson in the Naeem Hines role, maybe even phase out Naeem Hines. I don't know. Deion Jackson looks good. He looks good enough to play. So, I mean, it's I guess it's a good problem to have for the Colts because they had Jonathan Taylor, but maybe they use John, Jonathan Taylor into a little bit. Maybe they want to keep him healthy in the odd chance that the Colts could actually make a playoff run. Not say it's going to happen, but... You got to think it's in range of outcomes. So a couple bucks, 1%, Deion Jackson. Jalen Warren, once again, this is simply a bench stash. Najee Harris gets injured. Jalen Warren is clearly the number two back, and he would probably be the starter. Well, he would be the starter in like a likely you know, 65, 35, 60, 40 type role in the event that Najee Harris misses time. Kyron Williams. Okay, so this is very, very interesting. Now, the Rams, once again, as mentioned, are on by this week. But Kyron Williams, who is the rookie that they drafted this year, remains available in 90% of leagues. Now, the thing about Kyron Williams is I was not really a big Kyron Williams enthusiast, let's call it, when he was in uh, coming out of college. But he is a hyper, hyper efficient pass catching running back and we know that running backs lead to or uh, catches lead to fantasy points now kyron williams is best compared to james white so just you kind of everybody knows who james white is and what his style is but picture james white now in college in 2020 kyron williams went 35 receptions on 38 attempts for 313 yards in the air and he had a 13.3 percent target share in 2021 he caught 42 receptions on 49 attempts for 359 yards at a 10.8% target share. When we talk about running backs target share in college, we like to see around 8% and about 20 receptions. So Kyron Williams is a very capable back, and I don't know what's happening with Cam Akers. Clearly, he's not happy because he was a scratch this week. He was a healthy scratch due to, quote, personal reasons. But word on the street is that they're looking to trade him. They're taking phone calls, and that is going to open up opportunities for Kyron Williams. If you have space on your bench, go see if you can get him. Okay, moving on. Gus Edwards. Yes, Gus Edwards. Okay, so at the top of the show, I talked about Kenyon Drake. If you just cannot stomach the fact that you want to go and pick up Kenyon Drake off the waiver wire, Gus Edwards is only rostered in 23% of leagues. Again, a buck or two. Now, apparently Gus was close to returning this week, which means that maybe he, they will activate him off of IR as early as 
next week for week seven. Now, this could just be a full-on timeshare, but when Gus Edwards played, he was hyper-efficient. So definitely worth a stash, especially in deeper leagues. And it's a speculative stash, but Gus Edwards, when he was healthy, definitely somebody worth going after. Now, in the news, there's been rumors that Christian McCaffrey is up for sale. Well, you know, open for trade. And we just saw it with Robbie Anderson that the Panthers are willing to trade away some of their players, especially if they're unhappy. So I will say Deonta Foreman would come in as the lead back ahead of, ahead of, um, excuse me, of, uh, why is he, uh, Hubbard. There we go. Chuba Hubbard. My God. Sometimes you just blank out when these players don't do anything. But yeah, so Deontay Foreman is going to be playing against ahead of Chuba Hubbard, who frankly has done nothing in his opportunity. Um, when CMC was injured before, Chuba Hubbard was there and he did squat. Deontay Foreman came in. He looks explosive late last year, recovering from the Achilles. So it's going to be a timeshare, 60-40, 55-45 type thing. But Deontay Foreman, get out ahead of it. If CMC gets traded, Deontay Foreman is going to be the top waiver wire ad. So get ahead of it. And then at the very bottom of the list here, DJ Dallas, 29% rostered. He did absolutely nothing last week. It's just like we expected. Um, it was the Kenneth Walker show. But again, DJ Dallas, handcuff type situation. Don't get excited about it, but worth mentioning. Okay, let's talk about the wide Receiver position. Okay. Again, not a lot of sizzle to top here, but there are some interesting rule players that you could take as wide receiver three type players. Top of my list, I have Wandell Robinson, who's rostered in 20% of leagues, and I'm going to suggest upwards of 5% of your fab. So for those of you keeping track at home, Wandell Robinson for your non super flex leagues is going to be my number one waiver wire ad this week. Now, I will say he was only targeted on 14% or he had a 14% target share on the game coming back from his knee injury and he went three for four, but he also caught the, or had a rushing touchdown. Oh no, excuse me. Yeah. He went three for four for 37 yards and the touchdown. Wondell Robinson was one of my favorite prospects before the NFL draft. I kind of had him locked in as one of those round three type wide receivers that with upside. Obviously, the Giants took him at pick 211, which frankly was a little bit surprising. But when you look at his pro prospect profile, he is one of these, he can play deep. So he's got a 440, 444 40-yard dash, which is an 81st percentile. First size, only 5'8", 179 pounds. So he's a shifty slot type wide receiver. He's honestly the Kadarius Tony replacement. Like Kadarius Tony, who is never healthy and also is hated by his coaching staff. That's who Wondell Robinson's coming in to replace. He's going to be a solid wide receiver three. Now, the New York Giants are going to operate through Saquon Barkley. That's not going to change. And I don't really see Daniel Jones passing a ton in the offense. That's not how the Giants are going to win games. But Wondell Robinson could be a meaningful part of that offense. Solid wide receiver three and a viable flex play and in a flex consideration. Tyquan Thornton, New England Patriots rookie wide receiver. Again, Tyquan Thornton drafted by the Patriots at 2-pick, two 2.18. Best comparable to another player we're going to be talking about shortly is Robbie Anderson, but 
Tyquan Thornton has a need for speed. Okay. He had a 4.28 40 yard dash, which was 100th percentile. He's quick. He's quick as hell. He's six foot two, 183 pounds. And we saw how the Patriots are going to want to deploy him. They're going to want to deploy him by stretching the field, but also they're going to want to deploy him in the rushing game. And we saw that, right? He went uh, four for five for 37 yards and a touchdown, but he also had the one rushing touchdown. He played 57% of snaps this week, which was up from last week, which was 42%. And he did earn the four targets, which was a 14% target share. Now, the thing I like about Bailey Zappi in general is that he is very good, surprisingly, for a rookie. He's very proficient at distributing the ball. The problem is he doesn't have a deep ball. So Tyquan Thornton in a Bailey Zappi managed offense isn't going to have an opportunity really for those deep balls and those massive explosive plays. But Mac Jones, it looks like, is going to be back this week. And Mac Jones does have a pretty decent deep ball. So Tyquan Thornton, I'm going to say 4% of your fab budget. He's going to be a flex option every single week because we saw it this week that he's got that multiple touchdown upside. So Tyquan Thornton, he's got the, he's got a little bit of sex appeal, but he's still in a Patriots offense, so 4%. Robbie Anderson. Okay, so Robbie Anderson was kicked out of the game yesterday in Carolina, and then very quickly this morning we find out he was traded to Arizona. He's currently rostered in 80% of leagues, and I'm suggesting 3% fab. Now, the key thing here is that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be back next week, week seven. He's going to be back. Sorry, this week, week seven, he's going to be back. We saw that Rondell Moore is going to continue to play that slot, which means Robbie Anderson as a whole is going to be very boomer bust every single week, just like he was in Carolina. The difference is that Kyler Murray has a very, very good deep ball. Kyler Murray is one of the best deep ball passers in the league. Now, I don't know what's going on with the Arizona offense. They just they look off right now. And we haven't seen that explosive upside that we saw at the start of last season for the first really the first half of the season with Kyler Murray. But Robbie Anderson in that offense is going to be better than he was in Carolina. He's going to be the wide receiver three on that offense, which generally in fantasy football, it's very, very hard to bank on the wide receiver three unless it's like a Buffalo Bills type explosive offense and it's like the slot wide receiver in that offense. So Robbie Anderson, I'm not saying go blow your budget, 3% fab, and that's it. If you don't get them, so be it. You don't, it's not worth crying over. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cleveland. He's rostered 20% of leagues, and I'm going to say 1% of your fab. Okay, I know. We've, we've been here. We've done this, okay? I think it was after week one, so going into the week two waiver wires, Donovan Peoples-Jones is one of our favorites we wanted to pick up because we said, hey, listen, in week one, he kind of exploded on the scene, which is what we thought his range of outcomes could have been. Since then, he really hasn't done much, but I will say he does get playing time. He's typically on in games between 85%, 90% of the snap share. He's averaging six targets a game. That is all you can ask for for a wide receiver three. And as we enter this bye week hell, because that's what we're getting into, sometimes you have to uh, roster these types of players. Plug your nose. And bid a couple bucks on Donovan Peoples-Jones. Okay. One of my favorite guys. Yes. Actually, I would say this is a Mike Dickinson special, but Ben Skoranek of the LA Rams. Now, again, the Rams are on by this week, but he's rostered in 6% of leagues. I'm going to suggest a $0 bid because nobody's going to be out there rostering Ben Skoranek. But he's basically playing 
the Allen Robinson type role. And yes, I know Allen Robinson got the touchdown this week. Congratulations if you actually had the guts to start him after his horrible start to the season. Ben Skronik is the wide receiver too in that offense. Now, obviously, Cooper Cup's going to continue to dominate the opportunity share. He's probably going to get between 30% to 35% of the targets every single week. We get it. But get Ben Skronik, while he isn't exactly an athlete, is an excellent football player. Okay. He does everything well. He blocks. I mean, there's there's highlights of him on Twitter where you can go and see like people have have, have uh, cropped up these Ben Skoranek videos where it's just his ability to get off a block, tackle the defender, turn and receive those passes from Matthew Stafford. So Ben Skoranek just a solid football player. If you do want to roster one of these Rams, maybe you think that okay, they're going into the bye week, they're going to get things figured out. I would be willing to bet money that Ben Skoranek has more fantasy points between now and the end of the season than Allen Robinson. So let that just settle in. Ben Skoranek, maybe I've eaten, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but I believe in him. Okay, let's move on to the quarterback position. Now, again, all three of these players I'm talking about from the perspective of Superflex because for the most part, yes, it's bio weeks, but in your regular single quarterback leagues, you can go and roster – like you can stream a, a player for one week. You don't really have to stress out about that. But in Superflex, as we all know, it's pretty much impossible to go and get a quarterback off the waiver wire. These guys are available and are worth considering. Okay, so number one, obviously, is going to be Taylor Heineke. Came out today that uh, Carson Wentz is going to be missing between about four to six weeks. Could be put on IR. So Taylor Heineke, while he is not exactly an electric, high-level quarterback, and I'm not even necessarily confident that he's going to be able to make all the wide receivers fantasy relevant. So that's worrying some for all of those players. But Taylor Heineke is able to get it done on his feet and he's able to get those rush yards. So it's not going to be sexy. He's probably good for 14, 15 fantasy points a week. But bye weeks are here. If you have Carson once on your team and he's now going to be on IR or he's going to be sitting on your bench, Taylor Heineke is a perfectly safe replacement. Um, Listen, we saw the highs of Carson Wentz where he was getting you close to 35 points in one week and then the lows where he was getting you four or five points. So is Taylor Heineke going to be really that much worse? Uh, I'm not really convinced. But yeah, I mean, listen, if you're in a super flex league, it depends on the context. If you're just trying to build up your, your depth and you don't need Taylor Heineke, maybe put five to 6%. But if you're desperate, like if you had Carson Wentz and maybe you've got a player on buy. Maybe you were rocking Jalen Hurts, or maybe you were rocking um, Kirk Cousins. Re- really, any of these four quarterbacks this week, Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen, all on buys. Taylor Heineke is worth a 15 to 20%. And if you're desperate, 25 plus. Like, you can't F around without a quarterback in Superflex leagues, and you're going to get Heineke for a month. So he's going to be worth it. Mitchell Trubisky, yes, yes. We talked about Kenny Pickett was knocked out with a concussion and Mitchell Trubisky came in. We know what Trubisky is. It's not sexy, but again, desperate times call for desperate measures. I'd be willing to bid upwards of 5% on Mitchell Trubisky if I was desperate, desperate for a quarterback, okay? Last but not least, I'm just going to mention Bailey Zappi. Again, he's only rostered 3% of leagues. I'm going to suggest maybe a buck or two. Maybe $0 bid if you can, if you, they allow that in your leagues. Mac Jones should be back, but if he's not, we've seen Bailey Zappley is competent as a backup quarterback 
frankly, I'm surprised. He's able to make these wide receivers relevant. So a couple bucks on Bailey Zappi if you need it. Okay, let's move on to the tight end position, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Robert Tunyon of those Green Bay Packers is still only rostered in 48% of leagues. Okay, I'm going to suggest a couple bucks, two to three percent of your fab budget on him through nine or through six weeks. He is the tight end nine in your PPR leagues. He received 12 targets last week. He went 10 for 12 for 90 yards in this era of the 2020s. Frankly, like there's always two or three legitimate tight ends and there's everybody else. Robert Tunyon. Again, if you have, I would I would say as if you've got like the Dallas Goddard to TJ Hawkinson level, the next tier of player is going to be like the Pat Fryer Moose of the world, the Taysom Hills of the world, the Robert Tunyons of the world. Tunyon is clearly in that nine to twelve range, and he should be rostered. And if he's not, you should roster him. Kate Otten, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's only rostered in ten percent of leagues. Again, a buck. Cameron Brait is going to miss some time. We don't know the severity. We don't really know the length of time yet. But when you have a neck injury, that's not something you want to mess with. And I could see him missing at least a few weeks. So Kate Otten, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's good for seven to eight points. It's not sexy, but ugh, woof, woof. Kate Otten, ah, I feel dirty just talking about him, but he's a viable option. Mike Jazicki, if he's available, he is only, he is only rostered forty two percent of leagues because before this week he did absolutely squat, and Tua Tagovailoa is coming back this week or we expect him to anyways. We saw Cut Scholar Thompson was knocked out, so Teddy Bridgewater came back in the game. Mike Jusicki had his best game in the season, of course, never fails, right? He got in the box twice, so it's boomer bust. But just like any of these other tight ends, it all depends on your options. If you were rostering Dawson Knox, if you were rostering Dallas Goddard. That's when you need to go out and get a Mike Jusecki on your team. So go out. I'd spend a couple bucks. I would actually probably take Mike Jusecki over Kate Otten. Oh, actually, I definitely would. Simply because I trust the player a little bit more, but I also trust the Bucks offense a little bit more. So it, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's just we've seen Mike Jusecki do it. We haven't really seen Kate Otten do it yet. So that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all for the show. So before we go, if you have not signed up to become a VIP member, I implore you to do so. Follow us on Twitter at DFS Army, and you can see how every single week, every single slate, every single showdown, we have members cashing and showing the proof. The proof's in the pudding. People are winning thousands of dollars. So if you're a little bit reluctant to dip your head, your, your toes in that DFS Army water. Right now, you're just really you're really into season-long fantasy football. We have an offer on the DFS Army website. So you go to dfsarmy.com forward slash free dash offer. The link is going to be in the show description below. If you follow the instructions, which basically means you go to one of these sites, you do a deposit, which, hey, listen, if you're going to be doing D DFS anyways for the first time, you're going to be doing a deposit. You might as well do that. Get yourself a free a free month at DFS Army. We're going to help you win money. We're going to help you pay for that membership and uh, following memberships. And you're going to print money. So if you're tired of losing at DFS or if you're just new to DFS, go get a try at dfsarmy.com forward slash free offer. Of course, follow us on Twitter at DFS Army. You can follow me, Shane, at the Flex Network One. We're going to be here all season. We're just getting started. And uh, hey, hopefully week seven. Just a few less injuries. 
well, can we just get through one week without any major devastating injury to some of the players that we know and love? But hey, listen, that's the NFL. So, all right, good week and weeks. Good luck in week seven, everybody. We are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Peace. Peace.